0: Use everything God gave you. You can do it. Bro, let's go. I know you're better than this. Be everything God made you to be. Don't quit. Don't be useless with Priscilla interacted with some random child or maybe the child was yours and things just got weird or the child just thought they was running the world, that they really weren't running. (laughs) So maybe they had to get checked a little bit. I don't know. But today we're talking about Uh, a lot of things that I think are going to make us laugh, but we're also talking about like raising godly kids. So today I don't want you to just think about, oh, I'm not a parent. I want you to think about your nephews, your nieces. I want you to think about your friends' kids that you may babysit sometimes. I want you to think a bit bigger than just um, the kids you may or may not have today. So this conversation is definitely meant to be that type of vibe. So before I go any further, you guys already know the deal. I have to tell you why we're here. This podcast is meant to truly help you deliver on the vision for your life, build your confidence and help you use your God given gifts. That is what we are here for. And so don't be useless. is simply that use what you got. Don't waste it. Use what you have, recognize what you have and run with that thing. Okay. So, um, before we get into this, let's kind of do a a little bit of a catch up, shall we? I want to catch up on the fact that, um, this is the second week of school for my kids. Okay. And I find myself teaching and parenting way more than I thought I, I would ever need to. Um, it's an interesting thing. Okay. So, I have noticed that whenever I go places that kids are normally not there, kids are there now. So we went to AT&T the other day and because my phone is full and I can't seem to delete enough and we're in a situation cause now I'm doing media. Okay. We need something different guys. We walk into AT&T and as soon as we're heading for the register, we have this kid. Who is literally bouncing all over the one long bench seat that is in this AT&T place. He is all over the place. I mean, he is spreading wide. You know, he's jumping like Spider-Man. Now, mind you, PJ masters on the TV may not be helping, but you could tell AT&T people was like, we need to put something on for this child. I don't know what's happening with this child today. Okay. So I'm like, well, I want two of my kids to sit down so they can watch this TV. So we can kind of, go figure out our plan for this phone situation. So I sit our children, like two of them, the youngest two to the right on the floor. I don't want you touching the bench. It's still Corona streets up out here. I'm going to need y'all to be away from this child. Who's bouncing off the walls right now across the one bench seat in this place. Well, I walk over to kind of figure out the plan on my husband. We're looking at phone situations, seeing we qualify for, you know, can I upgrade or not? Okay, that's the situation. I look back and bouncing all over the walls, kid, is now within a foot of my daughter with no mask on, loudly talking. So now we got a problem, okay? Because his mom know what type of kid he is. I want y'all to hear this. She knows. And low-key, I think mama was like, and I need a break. All y'all comparing him. You know what? Because I'm done. All right, I've been quarantining and it all up with this child for the last seven months. I know that he is all over the place. I don't care. I am going to stay over here with my AT and person, and y'all just gonna have to deal with little Johnny. So I go over, and I'm like, "Hi." I was like, "I need you to go back from from the children. I need you to step back a little, okay?" And he's like, you're not my mom. I'm not your mom. So what do I do? I don't respond to, you know, yes, I do. I say to the child, I say, no, I'm not your mom, but you should respect adults who's asking you to make good choices. Okay. That's what I say. He doesn't move instead. He he looks at me like he's Wolverine in X-Man. Like he about to come clowning for my face. So Mariah is mini me. I look at Mariah because I'm like, okay, it's clear. This child's like, don't save me. I don't want to be saved. That's what he said in his little face. So I looked at Mariah and said, Mariah, do you see he is disrespecting an adult? He's disrespecting your mother. Mariah turns to him and says, do you know you're disrespecting my mom? (laughs) You want to know why? Because he was... Fascinated by Mariah. He didn't want nothing to do with my other son. He didn't care nothing about the other boy. It's, it's Mariah. Somehow her and these little boys, the boys know she there, okay? She don't care nothing about them but joy and play, but they know she there. So she's like, Do you know you're disrespecting my mom? You know why I told my daughter? Because I needed my daughter to check him like only she can. And I knew she would. My daughter was going to tell him, Sir, you're breaking the rules, okay? I just need you to know you're breaking the rules. You may not care, but I need to tell you. And he says to her, so she's not my mom. And I said, I need you to step back and get your mask. And then it was time for the ugly stare. Now, before you judge me, have you ever been here? Okay. Do you think I was doing too much? Okay, low key, I could argue he is threatening my child's life with his unmasked, too close face, touching everything. And it's granddaddy all over the AT&T shop. And I said, you know what? We're about to do a parent edition on the podcast on Monday, because guess what? I'm coming in hot with a fresh example. Look, look, we have to vent as parents, as adults. We got to let it out when we hit the child aggression. So my question to you, as we start this podcast, ready for the laughs, ready for the good time, you start typing it in. What is one of the worst child experiences you've had? And maybe it's not the worst. Maybe it's just hilarious. Maybe you just didn't see it coming. But can you tell me what it was for you? What was it for you? Okay, because right. Comment here on Facebook says, some of these kids be wilded. Oh, was he? Oh, he was wilded. And look, my thing is, all this interaction, his mom didn't even come over there. His mom was like, you on your own. Now, eventually she made her way over and she goes straight to say something to him. And I was like, he's okay. And then the AT&T person who was right here, he was like, "Uh, he just needs to put on a mask. You can tell at and was done. Okay? Low key, I think the three and people in there was like, thank God a black mama is here. Thank God a black mama. Why? Because the world needs black mamas. Clap it up if you hear me. The world needs black mamas because there comes a day and a time. When can't nobody check you, even without words, like a black mama. Okay. Now something I assessed with this kid, because I'd already said, okay, what if he's autistic? Right. And I'm gonna get to you guys' comments. What if he's autistic? You know, maybe there's a situation. So I kind of like pulled back when he tried to challenge me, I was like, okay, I'm gonna walk off again and see after he is, he got his mask on his mom, put his mask on, which she knew he wasn't gonna keep that thing on. He had already thrown it. So um, a little bit later, all of us had to wait a while. So I said, okay, let's sit on this bench. And here I am whipping out my Lysol wipes, wiping down the seat that little Johnny was all over. But now little Johnny went to a different part. I'm like, this is our moment. We need to take this seat. Okay. We wiped it all down. We a close family. We can sit close. Okay. we be, we be right there. And here come little Johnny bouncing all in our faces, bounce it. Black bubbles matter. Diane, I'm about to hear too much. Huh? Bouncing all over to here, little Johnny bouncing, bouncing. And then I said, I tell my husband, I was like, I think, is he autistic? <coughs> my husband said he ain't autistic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, mind you, y'all know, I'm the one, let's solve the problem. So, my husband already knew. I done came back and reported to him two or three times like, hey, if I need you to hold me back, I'm gonna come let you know because y'all, you are getting to know me a thousand percent of this moment. A thousand percent because one of the things that I cannot take in the world is rebellious children. Oh my gosh. It's one thing to be energetic, energetic. I'm with you. I'm with you. Once you get rebellious, We got a problem. I'm not talking about you just didn't want to do it, so you just didn't do it. You know, kids be kids. But when you bucking grownups with your, he's in the kindergarten because he made sure we knew, okay? I'm in kindergarten, little Johnny. I need you to get your mask on and you need to give me six feet, okay? All six, not one, not one. Meanwhile, my other son who's sitting next to my daughter, he's like my husband. He's not going to say nothing. He's just watching. He's just there. You know who, why? Because they're going to leave it to the black mama. That's what's going to happen. Okay? They're going to leave it to the black mama. Let me go to you guys' comments. Hey, YouTube. Hey, Facebook. If you're on YouTube, make sure on YouTube that you have said something in the comments so I can acknowledge you and say what's up. Oh, yeah. You guys are cracking up, y'all. Look, little Johnny, I got to tell you how it ended too. Cheney said he don't want any. He don't want none. Okay. He don't wore his mama down. I have empathy for the mama. You know how sometimes people be like, people just let their kids go everywhere. People don't do that. I'm not judging mama. Okay. Cause mama said, I'm done. Mama didn't even come for me. Mama was like, son, just put your mask on. She didn't try to tell him to sit down. She didn't try to. I I that means mama tired. That's what it means, y'all. His mama was worn down. Maya says, some of these kids be wilding. Yes. David said, I love to know what Pastor ever was thinking. Oh, you want to know what Pastor Ever was thinking? Let me tell you what my husband was thinking. My husband, I said, um, I said, You think he autistic? He was like, he ain't autistic. <laughs> and I said, Okay. Okay. Let me think. So I'm thinking. Meanwhile, he's a foot and a half in front of us, bouncing in front of the whole family, bouncing in front of the whole family. And here's my thing. Why did the kid mumble under his breath? Butthole. Oh, yes. He called us butthole. gosh when he said it I couldn't laugh because I knew that would just take him to it he would start performing even harder hilarious y'all when that's my thing when he did that I was like oh my gosh so I turned to Josiah right all all the Ayas in my family and then Evan <laughs> and I turned to him and said everybody look a different direction everybody everybody literally looked up, down, left or right. He then started saying hey, 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 hey and then what happened? He left us alone. you want to know why there was no longer an audience. Tips of the trade if the child is that desperate for attention and the attention he's given at this point was putting our kids in danger. Like if it wasn't Corona, it'd be a little bit different. But the fact that I had to ask him to be safe is what started showing his rebellious behavior. Cause he was like, you can't tell me what to do. Um, Dan G said, where was his parent? Yes. Somewhere far away who could see it all happening and, and wanted nothing to do with it. Hey, Jay, she said, I had to check a parent at Chuck E. Cheese before COVID. Look, look. And see, here's the thing. I don't want to be caught in the streets like telling a parent how to parent. This is me, okay? But let your child run up over here with all beauty and grace. I'm going to try my best to tell that child, son, you need to walk away, okay? And this is one of them moments, y'all, this may sound so bad. I don't care. Okay, it's my podcast is I don't care. Y'all, there are times when this brown skin comes in handy. Who know what I'm talking about? Because it is when a child happens to not be a black child and they see this brown face close in. sometimes they be like, Ooh, let me go do what this lady telling me to do. Ooh, maybe I need to reconsider this. I don't know what's about to pop off up in here. There have been moments. Okay. And the best times that have come in handy for me, you know, the news portraying us all wrong and bad, you know, when it's coming handy for me is on an airplane. Oh, let me tell you children on airplanes. Come on, parents, let it out. You know, our kids be wilding, you know, they be tripping and we have pinned this up and now they're back to school and they are challenging us even more. Today, we are going in and we're going to end the second half of this podcast talking about how I really seek to raise godly kids um, and the ups and downs and just the realistic expectations of that because sometimes I think as parents, Christian parents, sometimes we may get a little bit too left, a little bit too right, but I want to talk to you guys about some of the things that I like keep in mind as I'm parenting and I th- I really think it helps bring me peace. Um, A, I caught the live. Yes, you did, Andrea. This is like my third attempt to go live. It's been kicking me off. Cheney says, when I was at the park and my nephews were playing on the swing and taking turns, this little boy behind my nephew said he was going next and about to skip my nephew. My nephew said, no, I'm next. And the little boy stopped talking and then pet my nephew on his head. Ooh. Like he was a dog. Ugh. I said, I'm, (laughs) I, what, I'm not gonna touch him. Oh, I said, oh, I'm trying to figure out. I don't touch him like that. He ain't no dog. No, he is not. He is not a dog. And he should not have been touched like that. And oh my goodness. Oh, I have a comment here from the earlier situation on YouTube. Hey. Nieve says, "Glad it was you and not another mom who would have caused a scene." Oh, causing a scene! I'm I'm gonna pause on that because I think that is worth a conversation. Causing a scene? Where my where my where my? Let me give me. Why well, I gotta write on the sharpie? We gotta talk about causing a scene because I'm gonna wanna know what your limit is. What is causing a scene to you when it comes to this situation, this situation or any others? Dan B says he had to be off the chain because Pastor P is beyond patient. A- am I patient? People tell me I am so patient with kids. Y'all, if the nature of the child's not rebellious, I don't care if they're bouncing off walls. If they if they can't sit still. If they're whatever, I love them, I love them. But when the child get rebellious, oh, oh, I'm about to challenge that. No, sir. You're not finna be walk around disrespecting people and ain't nobody said nothing. Lil Johnny might have been clowning, but I'm gonna say something, even if he calls me buttholes. (laughs) It's funny now, Uh, my threat. (laughs) Chaney, you said you're going to tell them you hit kids. Look, look, comment on Facebook said, I hit kids. So she said, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to pop their little hand. Might give them a little swat to the rear end. No harm, but I will pop a kid. That is what has been stated here. And I know what society don't mind. Nobody wants to admit that they will pop a kid. Nobody wants to say it. Okay. I do not prefer to say I'm going to pop a kid. That's not mine. Will I squeeze them as I ask remove their arm from touching my child? I don't know. Okay, little Johnny. I didn't want to catch a case because I'm sure his cameras all over AT and I I don't got time for that. Okay, you gotta be smart in the streets. <laughs> David says he loves my husband. He is cool, hundred percent. Diane G says in my day a look was enough. Come on, Mama Diane. She says a look was enough. These new these new day kids. I'm glad my kids are grown. <laughs> <laughs> I still will give a look. I still will give a look. Um, I totally will. Give them a mom pinch. Is that what you said, Andrew? She said just pinch them. Paint them a little. Just paint them a little. And maybe that will work. Okay. I want to, before we get into our constructive part of this conversation, I want you guys to tell me, what do you think is the limit? Because I know for my kids, it's a different type of thing, right? If somebody were to say something to my children, if somebody were to say, you know, hey, sweetie, can you scoot back? I wouldn't mind that. Like I asked him, hey, babe, can you scoot back a little bit? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Once he says, I don't got to do what you say. I'm not going to tell your mama. I'm going to keep talking to the kid. Because if he can say that to me, he's saying worse to his mama. That's what I think. So what do y'all think is the extent of causing a public scene? Because just like somebody said earlier that I didn't cause a scene. Y'all. Okay, black community. Just for a moment. We're just going to step to the side. Okay, just for a moment. Some of us. You better tell the truth up in this podcast. Get embarrassed when we see a mom going hood ghetto in public places. Tell me you don't cringe. I cringe a little. It's a mixture of cringe and empathy, especially if it comes across like they don't have much, which I am familiar in being raised in, right? Right. So there's a little bit of cringe and empathy because the way the world can see black women can tend to be harsh, loud, angry already. When truly I believe we're dynamic and passionate. Okay, don't get passion mixed with anger. Okay, because as soon as she's disciplined those kids, she can turn around and have fully pleasant conversation with you. She's not an angry person. Okay, look, hood ghetto is it. And some um, y'all, we be cringing sometimes like, oh, sis, sis, the public not ready. They're not ready for you, sis. They're not ready for you. They, they're not, they're not girl. You, they're not ready. Now, even though, ooh, Andrea and Mexican moms too. Is that true? Y'all do y'all Mexican moms? Do y'all cringe for your own, um, your own ethnicity group? Like, black moms may cringe with the... Like, oh, girl. Hold up, girl. Do y'all cringe too? What? I didn't know. Educate me, Mexican moms. I got a couple Mexican moms on here. It's so funny. I don't even think you guys are Mexican, which is crazy. Until you just said that. Okay. Uh, Andre says, you know the old school mama pinched behind the arm. Show did. Show did. Uh Chaney says, I think... What you did was perfect, ignoring him. Look, that was that was God. You see, in those times, that's what you need to not clown real bad and to not go to jail. You're like, oh, Holy Spirit, I need you right now. This is what the press are. Yes, my Mexican moms are like, yep, that be us. We be cringing on each other when we go hood ghetto too. Look, oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I said, no, she didn't say hood ghetto. Look, it's just be what it be. All right, so we talked about causing the sting. I've told you guys about that crazy situation with the AT&T kid. I'm just going to call him an AT&T kid, little Johnny AT&T kid. Um, I've also had situations on airplanes too. That's a whole nother thing. But I have been, I believe by God, placed next to moms uh, who are riding with kids by themselves. And the child had situations. And here is me literally entertaining the child the whole flight. I so will do it in a heartbeat y'all because it's different to have a high energy or a child with a need versus a rebellious child. I believe those are two different things. Oh, in the (laughs) barbershop. Yeah. So now that we got our laughs about some of the crazy stuff kids can do and the limits we can be pushed to, can we transition now into raising godly kids? and we're going to take a memory uh stroll down memory lane first thing we're going to think about or or i guess think about is how we were raised so i want a quick poll if you were raised in a christian household or raised as a christian maybe you were the kid who went to church with your friends um your friend's family because they were christians but you grew up with Christian morals. Like you were raised as a Christian, drop an emoji for me because I wanna get an idea of how many of us are like, yeah, I was raised in it. And then I'm curious to see if you, I'm just gonna assume you're still a Christian. Now I'm just gonna assume it for the sake of argument here. And then y'all let's get into it. All right, so on YouTube, I'm seeing Catholic household. Yep, I think YouTube's a little bit faster yeah let's talk about it were you raised as a christian you guys who have followed me for a while you know i was raised as a christian i'm actually a preacher's kid uh though the home was um, abusive and a bit violent um would not have been ideal at all i wouldn't ever want it for anybody else but i was raised in a christian household okay and i'm seeing a yes but more so religious. Ooh, we should so get into that. When I say Christian household, I also mean religious, 100%. Because I think on YouTube, this comment says Catholic household, I think she would probably say religious too. Because Catholic, Catholicism seems extremely religious because it's so like, not ritualistic, but a lot of do's and don'ts. Um, Even in addition to the text. Raised in a Catholic household, another raised Christian, but stopped going to church. Got it. Actually, yep, Alicia too. She says, yep, holiness household. Ooh, she done threw holiness in there. How about the rest of you? Were you raised in Christian household? Drop an emoji Um, if you were. Now, here's the thing. I um was raised with some pretty, I would say rigid rules. Now, let me ask you guys, was your household strict? Because you can have Christian parents and and you don't feel like you're being raised strict, do you think it was strict for you? Because we're gonna walk away with some real stuff. You're thinking of your nephews, your nieces, your own kids. That's who you're thinking about today as we get into this conversation we're about to have about raising godly kids, even though they may not be in your direct house, okay? So for me, I do believe I was raised in a strict household. Why was it strict for me? I was not allowed to listen to secular music. I was not allowed to watch barely any movies. I was not allowed to go to parties, of course. What in the world? We were Church of God in Christ. We were holiness, okay? I wasn't allowed to wear lipstick or earrings. Barely allowed to wear pants. Could not wear pants to church. You talk about strict. I was a majorette, which is sounds so crazy to say, considering what I just said, I had to sneak to be on the dance team. I was passionate about dancing. I still love dancing. Like I'll like, so you think you can dance these dance shows? I love them so much um, because I love dance and I had to sneak on the team y'all. They didn't know what sport I was in. So I was just like, yep. I'm in, I'm in track today and here I am shaking it, dropping it on the floor. Look, I was handling it. Ooh, I got good too, y'all. And then Kim, she says, yep, super strict. No pants, no earrings, no makeup, no movie theaters, no, no devil's music. Look, couldn't watch trolls. Okay. Couldn't watch Smurfs. Harry Potter. Oh my goodness. You want a spell in your house? You better not turn it on. That was it for me growing up. Oh, I could not. I could not. Diane G. Mama G. I'm a caller. Says Christian home. Younger. Um. Younger. Something happened at church. Mother stopped. I ended up going on my own. two strict household. Oh, she says she bailed out of there. She bailed out. So. Is it just me? Yes. No pants. No makeup. So. Is it just me or have you seen a trend or know a friend or family member who has gone the complete opposite direction in parenting because they felt like it was too strict for them growing up? So I would say for me, I feel like I have. I have seen parents now who are like, it was so strict for me or growing up. My parents were doing too much. So now their kids can wear short skirts, midriffs, piercings in extra places, tattoos young, maybe even a body alteration young. Like literally just things that would be completely opposite to how you grew up. I'm not talking about right or wrong here. I'm just talking about completely opposite, completely different. And so what I would love to do is is to jump into more of a balance today, a balance. And I wanna do this with just throwing out some things that I do with, um, with, with my kids that I believe um, so far has shown to be really fruitful in helping them know who God is and them have personal connections with God that's bigger than religion, bigger than what they can't do, but more, just in a just in a different direction. So I just have a couple notes of things I'm gonna share with you guys. But have you guys seen this trend? I have a comment on YouTube says it was um was going to stay strict until I heard you're strict. But we are allowed to listen to secular music and do secular activities. Oh, okay. So she said it was really strict, but she was allowed to do certain things. Okay, y'all. They didn't even barely want us going to football games because in the hood you go to a football game. Oh. Story time. I just got one story before we get into this practical stuff. Uh, Cheney says, not really into whoopings. Seems counterproductive, but my mom is always like, spare the rod. Because the Bible does say that spanking the kid. Yeah, the Bible does say it. But we can talk about that too, even though we may have to go into a part two because we're at 30 minutes right now. Okay, y'all, when I snuck and got on that dance team, do you know the first song that we learned? This Preacher's Kid. Okay, everybody knows Preacher's Kid. My dad was crazy. He walked around the neighborhood with guns. It was a whole thing. So here I am. You want to know what routine I had to learn? I'll make love to you like you want me to. And I'll hold you tight. Okay. And I had to perform it at a football game. Our first routine was Boy Smith. Okay, that's our first one. I'm barely on this team. I'm in the ninth grade, okay? And you know who decided to come to this game? My parents. But the band was playing the song. And I was like, oh my gosh, please don't know this. Please don't know this. So I'm trying not to roll my hips. I'm like, oh. Like I I was terrified. I was like, oh my gosh. Now low-key, my parents never ever came to anything I did. No joke. This is the one and only time. And the band is busting out. I make love to you. Oh my gosh. What is happening? Y'all, but you know, and then by, by the time we got to the end, I was like, well, if I'm a if this my last day on the dance team. I'm gonna kill it, okay? I'm gonna tear it up. Okay? <laughs> if if y'all never see me no more, if this is my last day alive, I need y'all to know I gave it all I got. And I barely made the team. Barely made the team. I was an alternate, me and my best friend, we were the youngest, I think at the end of our eighth grade year, and they said, we'll work with them and see if we can get them strong because we were so committed. And sure enough, I ended up moving to Oklahoma, you know, the year my parents split and um, my friend, she ended up becoming the captain. She's, I, I be so proud of her. Y'all Them you know, them high school dreams, you know, Br- it turned to bring it on Cheney. Yes, it did. But talking about raising godly kids, like I think now would I let my daughter do beauty pageants, I did them in college to help pay for college, which was awesome experience. It was a black pageant circuit. Then I did a couple in the Miss America circuit, which was a lot of fun, but interesting. Okay. Cause I was Brown, the only Brown. It was interesting. Um, would I let my daughter do that now? Would I let my daughter get her ears pierced young? She doesn't have them pierced now. Would I, how far do you go? Okay, what does it mean to have godly kids? What does that mean for you, mamas, dads, uncles, godparents? Okay, so here's a couple of things that I have here that I, this is like my mindset as, as I raise these kids, okay? The first mindset that I have is I need my children to know that God loves them. Do you hear me? I need to It sounds so simple, but let me tell you why it's a big deal. Growing up for me, God was the strike you down with lightning because you stepped on a crack and broke your mama's back. Okay. I don't know what he was portrayed to for you, but it was literally like, I'm going to strike you down. It was, it was judgment. God judgment. God is you're going to hell. Okay. You got on, you know, Oh, this shirt. Oh, Oh no. Oh, no. Oh, hell is happening. Okay, because the shoulder is out. Now, you can go swimming. That's something different. But, you know, sitting up in your house. No. Right. So there was a whole nother situation for me growing up. So something that I have learned as a young adult, young 20s, um, the biggest revelation I got was God actually loved me. So the fact that Jesus died out of love for me, it's one of the only things that separate the Christian faith from every other religion. Why? Because there's no savior dying for other, for for sins nowhere else. There's no one paving a way in any other faith or religion, like in Christianity, where Jesus was made to be a sacrifice for us, to give us a road or a path directly to God. And so as a young 20s, I was like, wow, God actually loves me back. He actually cares for me like that. Can I tell you that there is such a freedom when a child knows God to be someone who loves him? God is someone who loves, who loves them. And so when they know God loves them, it helps them to be able to go to him. I think sometimes some of the things that keep us from like going to God is because if you only see him as judge, you want to run away. You don't want to talk to him. You don't want to be with him. So God loves them. Secondly, and I'm, I may break this down a little bit if I have time. Yeah. Let me jump into these comments and then I'm gonna go to the second thing. Um, okay. This comment says, yes, we were taught a repressive God. Absolutely. Same here. Um, yep. And then on YouTube, it says I was always quick to get out the door before going to the club. I was embarrassed for my mom to see me dress like that. I know. Isn't it something we were so ashamed to do it, but yet did it anyway. We just start. Oh, definitely had a rebellious stage. Absolutely. Now, here's one of the things that I also have noted here. Oh, this is so good. You guys are pouring in. It's just a little bit of a delay. So Kim says, same here. The God I knew of was a child, as a child, was heavy on condemnation, but light on compassion. And when you study the life of Jesus, when you get into the Bible for yourself, you see, uh-uh, I was given a God who was this harsh. But it's not the, the full picture of who he is. Is he a judge? You better believe he's a judge. Don't play with God. He absolutely is a judge, but he is also a loving father. And that needs to be something I think um, is not forgotten. All right, guys, I want the kids to recognize that they and I'm gonna give you some examples on this, but I want them to love God back. I want them to love God back. So this means in the middle of a difficult situation and all of the things happening, I need them to actually love God back. So that means I am here as a parent in the train up a child in the way they should go. It's not just all about just discipline. I believe it's also about helping them have a mindset of connection with God. So I'll give you some examples of the top two things Oh, okay. Never mind. I'll go into my how for both of these. So, one of the ways that I really try to help these things be so important. Oh, nope. I'm hearing another thing. The third thing that is also very important in how I parent is I need them to recognize nothing is bigger than God. Hold on to this with all you got, mamas, daddies, aunties, godparents. I need them to know nothing is bigger than God. Let me tell you why. I'll give an example. Actually, I had a parent come up to me in the middle of all the George Floyd stuff. And it was after some gathering I had with my SLU ladies And the parent is like, how are you handling this? Because, you know, I have a white husband, but all our kids are brown. So we have to also engage them. One is in middle school now, which is crazy. But we have to like talk to them about what's happening in the world. And she was like, my husband wants to go super harsh with this, letting him know, see, this is how the world's treating everybody. And she's like, I just like, I want him to understand, but I think it's going to scare him. And so the only thing that I could really think, because everybody has to really be led, is you know your kids. Your kids are wired differently. They're not all wired the same. So you can't give every message the exact same, um, in my opinion. But what I told this mom is I said, you know what, in whatever message you decide to give him, whatever information you decide to give him, please help him to realize that this situation is not bigger than God. Because sometimes we will allow certain things, even sports, how will you do in sports, even your grades, even your nothing matters more than how you look. nothing matters more than you're black, you haitian you you're yeah we if we're not careful, we will start sending messages of identity and all these things, and we will um if we're not really intentional. We will forget to make sure that God is bigger than every problem I face. That messaging goes away because we've started to take on things in our own strength. If we're not careful, other things that go away are, you know, God is far away from me instead of God is with me and he's bigger than anything my family deals with. So here's a couple things that I know has really, I believe, helped my kid in in tough times. So hold on. All right. So one of them is there is a daily reference to God every day in our house. Um, And there's a couple different ways that I like to do this. So it feels organic and it doesn't feel like our kids are getting stuff forced down their throat. So one of them is our kids, as soon as they can read, then I believe that they should have some type of uh, devotional. I think it's like there are so many different kinds out now. You can get them. a resale, you can get them at resale shops, you can get them for two or $3, but they are books that help them to start developing a prayer language and gives them topics and stuff to talk to God about. It's easy to know that God can do everything when you pray to him for things. So I believe for kids, they need to be talking to God and not just through mom and dad. So yes, a parent may go to their room at night and say, okay, it's time to pray. And every time that child prays, it's with you. Then a lot of times that can mean that they don't feel confident doing it on their own unless you're there, which you don't want to create a codependent child. So yes, you can start in that way and teach them. But I believe once they start to read, when they're five and six and all the things, then they should be able to pick that devotional up, read those prayers out loud, even if it starts off with you in there, but they're reading and they are talking to God on their own. And then you can ask, Hey, do you have any questions about what you prayed tonight and let them Tell you. So I believe that that's an easy way for that child to have a daily reference of God, especially if they are at reading age, right? This is when they start remembering stuff, they're starting to retain um, more memories. So it's really, really important. Um, another things is I like to use regular TV shows and movies to give lessons. Now, low key, this could be annoying for some personalities. Can I just say this? Because I will, we, okay. So I showed them a transformer last week because my son's into the action figures. So I do quite a bit of fast forwarding because I don't want them picking up a bunch of sexual stuff or, if, um, profanity and things like that so um I do my best in fast forwarding I will watch stuff before I show it to them if it's rated pg-13 because pg-13 u seven they don't care about our kids they're trying to sell their movies their shows so a lot of times I watch things first but um if something happens where someone's being betrayed or someone's like evil angry I pause it and say why y'all think he's so mad and I'll be like, because the other guy's so good, he just, I just want to hear them talk. I want to hear how they think. I want to hear, are they starting to worship this evil because it looks so powerful? Or are they, you know, what, what, where are they in their thinking? So sometimes I'll pause it and I'll be like, man, that's so true. If they see something good, because it also gives them a voice in the house and I want them to feel like they can talk and I want them to feel like they can be heard. But I also need to hear where they are, and that is really important. Yes, Janie, they don't care about our kids; they're trying to sell their stuff. So, as us parents, we gotta do it. All. Here comes a comment. It says, "That's me. I will find the Jesus angle in every movie. Watch me, watch me. Jesus is Jesus is for everybody, including this transformer robot jumping all through this screen right here. We gonna find, we gonna find it." <laughs> So even when um Optimus up there and everything, I'm the one who will say randomly, like, man, Optimus is powerful, but God's bigger. Out, Look, they may not take every sentence, but even dropping those nuggets in there, God can use it. He can use it. Think about the random stuff you remember from your childhood that is God referenced, that has actually helped you. You may have been acting like you weren't listening. You heard it. God is in it. Okay. Another thing that I really like to do is, and this is something I grew up with. I think it's the most traditional thing that I have kept. I can't even believe I do this. Y'all Sunday mornings. We don't, we already are a Christian music listening household. So, um, the closest they get to secular music is like in an animated movie. So, (laughs) <laughs> which we weren't allowed to watch growing up, but I will let them because they have an excellent, I believe, bearing of of being God loving. So I don't feel like it's taking away from who their spirit should be and who they are inside, which you have to watch. OK, y'all on Sunday mornings, you can't watch nothing but Christian TV. Did anybody else have this rule? Y'all, this was the rule. Sunday mornings is only Christian cartoon. If we was watching Davy and Goliath, <laughs> y'all remember TVN? We was watching TVN cartoons. We was, look, we could not watch nothing but Christian TV or no TV on at all. And Bibi and Wine was blasting in the background. Sunday mornings, we are playing the Christian music out loud. Sunday mornings, they already will come in there and they will turn on Superbook. They will turn on the Prince of Egypt movie. They will watch Allegories. So they got so many options now, but they already know Sunday morning is sacred. We stay God focused all the way through church. And after church, is sports. Okay. That's how our family rolls. But what I want them to do is to keep a part of their week that is only dedicated to God. And what happens is this may look different for them when they're an adult, but when push come to shove, they're going to have a part of their life that they're going to have as a memory of. I remember there was just peace in this time. I remember feeling like whatever in this time, right? Sundays feel different. They don't feel the same. I have kept this tradition, y'all. Am I, old, am I that old school? That is what we do. Oh, you need some Christian cartoons? Oh my gosh. There are so many. Oh, we got to get this out to parents. I know our church is working on doing that. We should work faster though, Um, which is on me. So we have to get that done. All right. balance Reality Lessons which I just kind of told you about. I try to bring balance to the reality that they're seeing in the world. Today, I showed them a news off of YouTube. Yep, I was like, hey, let me show you guys a news real quick. And it showed the California fires. And here's the first headlines. Can I share this? Y'all, California headline, California fires. Then it was corona breakouts at colleges. Then it was corona expanding because of kids' soccer. Yeah, sports. Then it was... um. Donald Trump's sister said he was unorganized or something, and then um, it was a dad is helping his kid. I paused the TV and said, "Y'all, all of those headlines were so negative and heavy. Did you notice that?" My, my middle school middle schooler laughed and said, "It was. Gosh, <laughs> he's like, I think that just stressed me out." I said, "But I, and it was about the hurricanes coming tomorrow." Or yeah, tomorrow. And so I was like, do you see these? I said, you know what I just gave you? I just gave you seven more things. I think it was like six or seven that you can pray for beside yourself. Things you can literally pray for beside yourself. So am I going to watch the news in front of them every day? No, they cannot handle it. They're taking it in. They will think the world is burning falling apart. But at the same time, I need them to understand there are things happening around them. That is not just peaches, rainbows and Jesus. Okay. I need you to get it, okay? Oh, Cheney 2 or 3, absolutely allegories. I don't know if you have Amazon. I need to know if you have Amazon or Netflix because I got some on everything. Whatever you need, girl, we got it up in here. Mama squad up in here all day long. Godparent squad up in here. Y'all drop the stuff that you show your do. Veggie Tales, y'all may sleep because they don't make brand new ones really anymore. Y'all those Veggie tails, Cheney. They will love that two and three year olds, the old school VeggieTales, not VeggieTales in the house. That was moved way too fast, but uh, it doesn't have Bible God lessons like that. But yeah, you can search VeggieTales and stuff on YouTube, try to get some full episodes. But that was one of the beginning because when you start them off slow, you can always build on that. Slow, I mean like not as advanced because two and three year old, they don't know that they're not watching HD 4K. Just your old school vegetables? Oh yes, we love us some vegetables. Broccoli, come on. Celery, you know it. Gotta be. Who said vegetales? Come on. Cauliflower, aye ay. Sweet and sour, uh huh. Half an hour, they ain't ready. Vegetails. dun dun dun. they never ever 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 show live vegetales. Uh huh. Let's go. Uh, they always have DVDs for cheap at Mardell's. I, y'all, I love Mardell's. Do you know Mardell's, if I ever started to monetize my Instagram, I would want to do like all Christian stuff, Christian black and black owned businesses. Mardell's ain't black owned, but it is Christian. And that's the vibe. I would love it so much. So much. Okay. Now, here's something that never happened for me, and I gotta hear from you guys if this was ever your experience, but I never got apologies. My parents did not apologize. It just was not happening. Why? The parents were the authority. So it was the parents would justify, because I said, so this, that, and another. That's just how it was. And I apologize to my children. You want to know why? Because I need them to see that mama messes up. I need, when I, oh my goodness. I think I apologized to one yesterday. Yes, my daughter. Love her. Sometimes she can tap on a nerve, okay? She be tap, tap, tap in. I don't know what song that is, but I people I be dancing to it lately. So it's in my head. I was like, oh Girl, if you don't get in that shower, if you don't, but mom, mom, I get, oh my goodness. And I was like, if you don't walk in there, like, I just like, girl, get on. But it was just so, it was just rough. Like, I felt like it was just too much, you know? So I later went in there and said, "Mom, I'm sorry. I think I was being just, you know, too rushy with you. You have to say where she gets. And she was like, it's okay, mom, you know? Something that I also think that it teaches them is that they should be apologized to, especially my girl. Yes. Especially my girl. Like I need you to know people can just treat you all kinds of ways. So I need to make sure I'm more patient with you. So you understand that's how you should be treated. And I don't want you to think that it's, mm-hmm. can I tell y'all one more thing that I just feel like I should share. And that is just with my boys and their sister, the siblings thing. I am sure to tell my, my sons, or two things I tell them. I said, what's your number one job as a big brother? It's to protect. It is to protect your sister. That is your number one job, is to protect her. Second, your number two job is to love her. Mm-hmm. I want her to feel safe, right? I want her to be, and these are the words that I have for my kids. And I, I pray this over them. I say this to them. My husband has something different. He says to them, I think he says like, there's a King in you, uh, is what he says to, to the boys. Um, but I want them to be kind. I tell them, I want them to be strong, God loving and wise. Those are the four words, kind strong, God loving and wise. That is the prayer. If you had to pick some words for your kids, I think, I think that would be one of the greatest ways that you could begin to focus or to tailor your parenting against those four things. Right? So If what they're watching or if they're consuming a lot of stuff that doesn't help them to become more strong or kind or wise or God loving, just kind of gauge how much you're letting them take in of those other things. Because those four things for my kids are everything, but you know how yours are wired and you may have something different. So kind, strong, God God loving and, and wise are the four things. So when it comes to their sister, I'm like, Hey, your job is to protect and to love her. The reason why I say love her is because one of them, they always arguing. Okay. And he be picking fights. So I need him to chill. Okay. So I need you to love your sister. Okay. Um, and then protect her, meaning don't just let the girl walk into a wall. Okay. You see the girl ain't paying attention, you know, just, just, just the basic stuff now. But later, they will recognize that they're supposed to be protecting each other. So, and as the oldest, I'll tell them your job is to protect and love them. Okay. But I also tell them your job is not to parent them. We're the parents. You're not the parent. Okay. So there are certain things we, but the kind of to wrap this time up, one of the key things you guys, I definitely believe is, um, repeating some of the same things over and over so them saying me saying hey you know you are kind you're strong (laughs) you is important no you are god-loving and you are wise yes that is the prayer before they were born as god helped them to love each other uh to love you most and love each other second like more than anything right before they were born we don't we don't want kids coming out like cain and abel all right uh, Jacob and Esau we you just we didn't want it didn't want it all right let me get some of these comments um you guys ins- said um and they will never apologize yeah all oh, the parents oh my gosh to this day my dad is like yeah you 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 done turn out to be this person because my parenting because my <laughs> okay you don't know the trauma sir the therapy okay Diane says, uh, Michael and I talk about this all the time. Absolutely. What are the words? I believe even as parents, even if your husband may not be of of Christian faith, you guys can still, I believe, come to an agreement about the the three words, the four words or the goal and you raising those kids. It will truly help you guys to be focused on what you expose them to. The balance of that, right? Because it doesn't have to be. No matter how much you feel like you jack up everything else, you can still help them to have a a grounding foundation in something. And we want that to be a God-based thing, right? So Andrew says, yes, I do. We uh, we need grace too. Yeah, we need grace too. We're apologizing to our kids. On YouTube, um, she says, I was always quick to get out the door. Oh, she says, I apologize. Yeah, to her son on Saturday. Absolutely. We got to do it sometimes. It's like, man, am I bad? You know, I think, I think I was out of line. You know, I think I was out of line. I'm sorry. Um, all right. This comment says they are so sweet when they do too. <laughs> uh, her son told her the other day, mom, it's okay. We all make mistakes. That is so sweet. Absolutely. It helps them to see, cause growing up a lot of times we feel like parents can make no mistakes. We are like adults are infallible and life. And then we came to realize that they were messing, they were messing all kind of stuff up. And I, low key, I grew up, I'm like, did you know you was messing this up? Did you just know and you didn't know how to change it? Well, what was happening, uh Mr. Ma'am? Did you know? Cause I know, look, my kids may grow up with a little bit of a tick. They may grow up with a tick. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in their life. I don't know if they're going to keep Jesus as close as I have come back to knowing him. I have no idea. But you know what I'm not going to do as a parent? I am not going to try to control them through their adulthood. What I am going to do is instill the right principles and the right foundations and understand that they are going to have to learn things on their own the same way I did. But God help, they have a foundation to fall back on. And that is the bottom line for me. I cannot control if my child ever sees porn before, you know, I can't control that. Well, I can definitely well control it. I'm not just giving open access to stuff. Even my son um, who has a mobile, I'm not like you don't have, you don't have, you can't search. You don't have Google. You don't have YouTube. You don't have stuff. Just sit. no. No. I got to make sure you are grounded enough before you can take on the world. I got to know that I've taught you how to make the right choices. When I know you've been taught how to make the right choices, you're given more freedom. Why? Because I need you to be able to follow the Holy Spirit in you. That is, that is the goal. Not just mama's voice. Mama ain't gonna always be here. I need you to know God for yourself. And as we have them, I'm starting to to preach. I'm getting warm on this thing, but that is the goal. Ain't it parents, godparents, aunties, uncles, ain't that the goal? That they know how to follow God for they know how to hear his voice. They can tell the difference in things. There is what my daughter said the other day. Mom, you remember that time that I said I saw a spider in my room? I just realized that that was actually just a dream now, mind you, this situation happened at least three or four months ago. I don't even know how she remember this, but look at how thoughts come back. They'll see something, it'll trigger something, and then they'll have a revelation about it. I can't control when that happens. I can just do what I can do. There are going to be days that I don't do all the great mama moves. It's going to be days I'm tired and we ate out twice. Look, it's just going to be what it's going to be. But I'm going to do my very best to train them up in the way they should go. And I know that for our kids is a kind, strong, God-loving, and wise child. Don't let the kids stress you out to the parents right now. You don't have to be overwhelmed. Don't walk around worried all the time. When you know you've put the right stuff in, just put the right stuff in. Yeah, they're going to see crazy aunts. I saw... I had, you know, drunk uncles and cousins sleeping all over, sleeping around all over the place. I had people cussing folks out all the time. I I had all kinds of influences around me because of the environment I was being raised in, even outside of my home. Right. So even though I was exposed to a bunch of stuff, I never lost sight of my grounding. Even though I got rebellious, I never could shake God. God was always going to be there. You know it. So just know if you are reminding them of who God is and really try to every single day outside of just rehearse prayers. Okay. Make them real, make them real. My last thing I'll say is, um, there was a time where, um, like something happened, like, um, either I got a deal on something or, I found the exact same thing that I really wanted. And I said, did you see that? Normally it's to my oldest. you see that Isaiah? I said to him, you see that God cared that I had been looking for that all year. He cared. And I felt like I was supposed to come here today and look, it was right there, man. I just feel so blessed by that. That God cares about little things. That's how I find lessons. You know what I mean? Just showing him God cares about this stuff. He cares. He says he cares that he even paying attention to what my heart desires. Yeah, that he cares about everything. And so as we close out, I just want you to be really encouraged by that parents. Um, I know you want your kids to grow out balanced and loved, but please don't sacrifice discipline because you want them to feel ooey gooey feelings about you. Okay. Um, Our job is to train and we can train in love. If God's telling us we're supposed to be loving everybody around us, that definitely means kids too. kids should not be bullied around to get them to make the right decisions. They shouldn't be. How do I know? The Bible specifically has a scripture that he wrote to a dad's of don't like, don't be aggressive with your kids. I think it's in Ephesians five. Don't be a, don't be roughing them up. It might it's either that or 1 Peter. Don't be roughing them up. Don't be aggressive with your children. Like literally, it has been a thing as old as time for dads to be too rough. And the Bible says, don't do that. You see, there's a respect that kids should be given. And um, I believe we should parent through that. At the same time, we're training. And when you're being trained, that means you're taught when you're right when it's right and when it's wrong. Mm-hmm. So I just encourage you guys that are raising kids, whether they are having a good day or they have just gone left on you, you can come out of the time, you can come out of the situation um, and don't worry, you know, don't get so worried that they're just going to fall apart. God's got them just like he had you, just like he had you. God's got them. Okay. Um, But I do encourage you as an action to find those words that you are like, these are the things that I am praying for. I am training them for to be. And all those things in Jesus name. Okay, guys, this wraps up our, um, our podcast on today. I hope you guys have really enjoyed this podcast. I haven't really dove into parenting. So I really hope that you enjoyed it. Um, definitely share it definitely share it with your parenting friends uh let them know that we're here hopefully they get some laughs from today's episode this is episode 49 of the don't be useless podcast this season concludes at episode 54 which happens to be my birthday on september 28th so i'm excited about that Um, And also I am in the middle of building something guys. I've been in a heavy just research and development period of of building this coaching business that I am starting. I have a couple of beta clients that I've taken on and I'm just working through the programs that I'm going to have inside of it that are going to be engaging and fun and for the everyday person, but primarily for women, especially women who are trying to juggle multiple hats and also feel called to more. So I am just really, really thrilled about what's being built right now. I'm thinking about YouTubing it. What do you guys think about this? About me YouTubing um, my process as I start to build and grow and the things that I am just finding out um and learning because um something that I feel like is missing from the marketplace right now in terms of this business is I'm seeing a lot of go for your goals or go for self care. I don't see a lot of things that balances like the Jesus component of the real life stuff. Like you, you, practical, practical Jesus, low key, right? So there are action, actionable things. There are practical things that we should be doing. And I think sometimes we lose, how do we balance my walk with Christ, but the ghetto part of me, my walk with Christ, but I just, have been in the same cycle with men forever. My walk with Christ, but how do I choose? Like, literally, like, how do I do that? Um, And so I really am like, just, I, guys, I wrote my pillars for the company uh, this weekend. And, you know, I showed them to my, my best friend, my husband, uh, my best friend and my husband, and just getting their feedback. And they are like, so excited. They're like, this is gonna be good. This is going to be good. So I am pumped. It's for you. It's for you. It is for you. I really want to have an opening event, a launch event, um, but we'll see. I don't know if I'll be able to have the, the funding or budget for that yet. So we will see. Uh, but it is, of course, global. It's not just a local thing. The business is international, so I can't wait. Um, to bring these things to you guys. Oh, I see. So on Facebook, you guys said love this episode. I'm going to re-listen. oh that's awesome. Cheney says yes, definitely, definitely share. Yes, putting it on YouTube would be amazing. I am. I'm thinking about doing a series. Um, just kind of like a building the business series. Um, just kind of sharing some of the things that I've I've learned. Um, I think it would be helpful cause I believe some of you guys out there are also called to build things. And so I think it, it's helpful, you know, how I'm doing this with God. I don't want to feel like I'm doing it without him, you know, get all into the, like, I think I'm getting bit by a mosquito low key, but okay, this is going to wrap up our episode. I love you guys dearly. Bye YouTube. I will see you guys soon. Wrap up YouTube and then Facebook. I hope you guys are doing so, so good um it is always um great chatting with you guys too um but yeah you guys think i should you think i should definitely drop it on um on youtube i think i will i I think i i really do i think i will